tell you that together we are unstoppable. During this season my goal is to provide you with stories from amazing women and business owners which will help you to adopt, grow and exercise that entrepreneurial spirit and mindset that already exists within you. I hope these stories allow you to learn, scale and become more resilient. I hope they can show you how to build your dreams and open doors. Remember that you already are exceptional and you deserve to sit at any table you desire to be in. You were meant for greatness. So let's get loud. Own your today. Own your story. And let's build together a better tomorrow. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Transcend with M. And I am super excited because we have Addie here with us today. Addie is a fellow Hispanic woman empowerment individual that it is absolutely amazing. And she coaches business owners, entrepreneurs through branding and photography. And she is amazing about discovering who you are through this process. So welcome, Addie. How are you? I am so excited to be here. I am good. Super good. I I am so, so glad that we're able to do this. And I am really excited to hear more about your story because, you know, I, I, I was present on your presentation and I heard a little bit, but our listeners don't know everything that you shared. So I'm really excited to take it one step back and kind of like re-listen to this amazing story you have and then ask you one-on-one -on -one questions, which is the best part of this. Yes. So. I have just one question for you and one question alone. You know, who's Addie and how did she got here? Like, what is the, the backstory? I love, love. Okay, so I love talking about my story because my story really started so long ago, but I didn't realize until I actually sat down and reflected and it started like we, we are just like, um, by the time the podcast is, is out, um, my chapter in a book is going to be out. But what happened was when I sat, sat down to write that chapter and I started really reflecting, I realized that our stories never start where we think they start. So I'm going to share a little bit. So I'm from Argentina originally, and I came to the U.S. because I was a really good bartender. Like, you know, the bartenders that flip the bottles and like do the fire and all of that. So when I was super young, and this was in my very early 20s, I um, got a job at a casino in Vegas. They did a visa for me, so I'm an immigrant. And I always have this idea of like, you know, the immigrant officer that actually had to approve that visa, like, you know, oh, yeah. doctorate in science or something like that is like very serious. And then like, flair bartender, right? Like what? is this but the reality is that number one there were not a lot of women doing it very very few women were actually doing it and second i was really good i was really 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 good so i came to the us i did own a bartending school back in argentina and we're talking i was in my very early 20s like i was like 20 21 um i went to spain when i was 21 i left argentina and then I came to the U.S. in 2001, and I came straight to Vegas. So I competed. I did all these things. And then at some point, I stopped competing, right? And when I stopped competing, what happened was, like, this awesome career that I had built, it kind of became just bartending. And when it became just bartending, it wasn't really appealing to me anymore. I love challenges and I love growing and stuff like that. 
So while I was bartending, I went to school for photography here in Las Vegas. And I started a business, but I was constantly like in and out, right? Like I wasn't like, well, and to give you a little bit of context, bartending in Las Vegas is not like bartending anywhere else. In Las Vegas, they have a union, you have hourly pay. I was making like $1,000 a night. It was ridiculous. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I work at that one job that brought me from Argentina with a visa, that one job for 16 years. Wow. So all my my young years, really, right? Like all my adult life, I lived in the U.S. So um, through those 16 years, I got my citizenship. Like I, yeah. So I always had a very entrepreneurial mindset. And at some point, I always say this transition because I did uh, open a studio at some point here in Las Vegas. And when my son was born in 2012, it it kind of like it was hard. It was hard because you have a business and now you all the women here listening to the podcast. Right. Like I was coming from a job that I was making a lot of money and it was relatively easy. If you think about it, I just had to show up. I've been doing it for at that time what like nine years at that point in my life so you know if you could i could do it my eyes closed and then i had postpartum depression and i had i encountered all these challenges and i ended up going back to my job when the time like at at 23 months of maternity leave because they were like well you're coming back they were like well you have to make a choice and at that point I couldn't deal with like the business and how hard it was. And I, at the time I felt like I failed. Like I mm. really felt like I failed. And now like what, like 2012, 10 years later, I'm like, oh my God, that was such an amazing lesson, but I didn't know it yet. And yeah. so about a year later, I was already having the bug that I wanted to leave bartending. I was like, why am I, what am I doing here? Like I couldn't figure out what, what, my impact was I really knew I was meant for more. I really knew. And I know that a lot of women relate to these in their corporate jobs, because, you know, if you're making a lot of money and you're in a job where you feel like you're going there, you're underappreciated. I mean, right. Like I was frustrated, unappreciated. Like there was, I wasn't making a difference. And I really knew that I had something else. And at the time I got involved with network marketing and I'm not involved with network marketing anymore, but I always say that it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I started going to their conferences. And if you ever talk to people that are involved in network marketing, there is so such a big piece to personal growth in there, right? You have to reach out to people. People tell you no, like, like a lot of women in insurance here, they can probably relate, right? To like call and being told no, like, yeah. nope, 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 nope. Rejection is <laughs> your superpower. <laughs> well, it was like rejection, but also, you know, especially with network market, people is like, oh, are you yeah. like on a pyramid scheme or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what it taught me, though, it, it opened a world to at least the people that I was involved with. There was this one particular person. She was a bartender before she became a network marketing leader. She was making about a million a year. And I remember thinking, if this person could do it, I can do it too. Even though now I know that wasn't my vehicle, but what it did is it opened this world of growing and looking at other opportunities, right? No, not like so much um, at network marketing, you know, I'm like, oh my God, there is so many other things in this world. I never seen anything. I've been literally stuck behind the bar all these years. You opened your your eyes to possibilities, right? Oh my God. So I grew a network marketing team and stuff. And through those years, when I opened the studio and everything, I was doing um, newborn photography and portraiture photography. And I couldn't figure it out why I wasn't, even though I opened the studio and I closed it and did all the things. I was like, why am I not like, really doing this? Like, Why am I not really giving it my all? 
And that's when the whole personal brand and story actually started to take shape because through network marketing, when people would come into my team or we would go to conferences or whatever, I started doing personal branding photography, which is what I do now. And I remember women would come, right? We were in the, in the health and wellness space and they would like grab something like buy my product, buy my product. Like, and I was like cringing. I was like, oh my God, no. Oh my God, no. <laughs> and just to give you a little bit of like background, like I, so I kind of flew by by the fact that I actually had a bartending school in Argentina. Yeah. But it wasn't until actually this year that I realized that a lot of the stuff that I was doing back then in my 18, 19, 20 years old, before I came to the US, I was, is exactly what I'm doing now which was mentoring people to build their own brand, to get out there, network. Uh, at the time, there wasn't really like social media, right? Like, I mean, I'm old. I'm 45 this year. So this was like 20, oh my goodness, 15? No, what am I talking about? I'm 45. 25, 25 years ago. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, we're young at heart. It's okay. <laughs> Oh my god, I was gonna say 25 and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So exactly. So there wasn't really, you know, like social media. I think my space was around or something. I don't know. Oh lord. But yeah. we used to actually do something that we call zones, and we used to send the bartenders um to really connect with bar managers and, and other bartenders. And we used to host events. Like I, my three uh partners, uh another, they were very young, just like us. And then I, when I sat down this year, I was like, oh my God, like I was already doing that, but I didn't realize until I actually really started digging. I kind of put that story under the rug, right? So, okay. So back to the story of network marketing, when I saw these women that were coming back, right. And they, they, they were coming into the teams and they were like, buy my product, buy my, and people were like girl like you need to stop posting about this crap right like and i was yeah. like well we need to build your personal brand we need to build your personal brand and that's where it all started mm -hmm. like i really understood what it took to actually create context talk about your story why yeah. you do what you do and i fell in love with it mm -hmm. i absolutely fell in love with it and at that moment i knew the reason why I had never taken the step to really leave my job with that passion is because I didn't have that same passion when I was doing portraiture. I mean, I love it. I still, once in a while, I'll do one of my clients. They're like, hey, can you do our family photos? And I'll do it. But it's not my business model. It's not what I promote, right? Yeah. And for me, it's all about women empowerment and really helping women build a brand around why they, what they stand for, just like you. Right. Like it's like you have this podcast that is all about impact. Yeah. It's not really like, oh, yes, you you have all these businesses, but the, the podcast itself is all about impact. And mm -hmm. that is what I'm I'm passionate about. Right. So then the rest is honestly history, because that was the pivoting point for mm -hmm. me. And, and like, I think that everybody can agree. And then the pandemic hit. <laughs> What, what, what? And everybody has their pandemic story. So everybody. But what happened to me was so I actually left the bartending job in 2018. So it's, we are like right at four years now. But in the last four years, it has been such an amazing roller coaster because sometimes roller coaster has like a, a negative connotation. But mm -hmm. for me, what happened in those four years is I grew in business as a person, as a woman. Because I work with guys, literally, I was on a bar. I was the only woman in there for 16 years. And once, when I started building my network marketing team and I started listening to women's stories, the reason mm -hmm. 
why they wanted to actually build a business. And so many women have stories of like being independent from their husbands and having some women didn't even care really about the money. It was about doing something for themselves, right? Like women that lost themselves in motherhood, women that got married super early and never did anything, right? right. So I started listening to all these stories and I was like, Mm -hmm. And I fell in love. And because I'm 45 this year, a lot of the women that I was hanging out and I was attracting and stuff, they were 35 and over. So these women really knew what they wanted. They just were not really going for it. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I know that you probably talked to so many oh, yeah. women. That, yeah. So, there. <laughs> so but, but that was me before I left my bartending job. Like I left mm -hmm. and I came back. I left and I, I came back. Yeah, I was you can relate. I mean, there is, the, you don't need to have the same story in order to relate, right? But there is so many stories like that where like, actually the reason they succeed is because they have one thing in common and it's like, we want to do something for ourselves. Like when yeah. you really dig deeper into like all these network groups or well it's it's for that reason like they don't want to feel alone and they really want to do something Community. for themselves regardless of right it could be motherhood or it could be this or it could be that but the bottom line is we want to do the, something the, for ourselves the, the feeling inside or heart right yeah. like that frustration that sometimes yeah. like motherhood could be really lonely if you don't have a village especially as latino women right yeah. like if you don't have like your family here if you don't have a village right yeah. like motherhood could be really lonely especially mm -hmm. if you have more than one child right like all of a sudden you're like you feel like you have all these kids around you and you're like exactly <laughs> right? I kept one. I kept one. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I only have one too. Like I'm. A, I'm. A, like I have one. I love. I people are like, "Oh, Ariane, you're gonna regret it." I'm like, "No, I love <laughs> having one." Like it. It also affords us so many opportunities, not only money-wise, but like um, logistically, right? Talk yeah. speaking, like for business, for all these things. So, so really, even though that cut on bartending was the beginning of this story the reality the story started so many years before because one of the things that i realized when i went full-time with my job number one i did a huge pivot so i had to start over with my photography business because a lot of the mm. women that i had been working since like starting or going to school and all of that they were not really business owners they were moms mm. right so mm -hmm. I had to insert myself in the community. I had to start networking. I had to start doing all the things that I did when I was in my 20s, right? In my 30s. Yeah. And it was, I had to re reinvent myself, which yeah. and it, it was never an invention. It was a rediscovery. Yeah, a redesign. Yes. I so, love it. and then from there, I, 2018, quit my job personal branding kind of like for for um for like a little bit i went all in with network marketing but like i knew really quick that yeah. that was not it um mm -hmm. so when the pandemic hit what happened was i had a very established uh photography membership here in vegas which we still have and all my clients were at the beginning at that moment we were not teaching anything we were not teaching uh social media we were not teaching personal branding uh i was helping them with uh their social media but it wasn't a service i was really offering mm. and what happened was like women were like well now we have all these photos we don't know what to do and we can't even shoot anymore and i opened a facebook group and you know everybody was online and i was literally well okay so today you're gonna post about your story today you're gonna use this photo and you're gonna do that and i did like a 30-day challenge and it was free and people started like flooding the facebook group and that's how my first ever personal branding um course which was actually live came about i did oh. a 30-day challenge and then i think that was like april of the pandemic um i by july i already had a curriculum for personal branding so everything started happening so fast yeah. and if you yeah. think about it it's only been two years and for me yeah i went from there literally to speaking on stage 
Like it's amazing. Like it didn't happen overnight, but my whole point is like it was boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And everything I was scared. Yeah. I mean and I, I we I think we all still scare when like that new opportunity comes to you, right? Like you just you're doing a book, you're speaking on stage. So tell me about all the nervousness around it, but the excitement that comes with it. Well, part of that, the reason why I say that is because when people see us from outside, especially I feel like we as Latino women, sometimes, you know, we're a little louder, we, um, we have this way of carrying ourselves or whatever, and people are like, oh, you're so confident. And yes, my confidence has grown and I feel very confident on my skin. But that doesn't mean that I don't have doubt, that I don't have fear. And I think that mm -hmm. really allowing women to understand that that's part of the equation. Yeah. Because women will look at somebody like you. You have several businesses. You are very successful. You have the podcast. And be like, oh, yeah, but she she has no fear. Oh, yeah, she, I do have a lot of fear. I mean, of course, me too. Everything. Me too. Like, I don't know. Really have fear. We have fear of failure. We have, like, I was just having a conversation with actually a client that she's going through like some financial hardship. When you first start your business, everything is risk, right? Yeah. And she's like, I know, but I can't afford them. Like, it's not about can you afford something or not. Is how can you afford it? You're never gonna be able to run a business. If you're thinking, I can't afford it, because there is always going to, going to be a next level, right? right? And this could be for anything, for coaching, for something that comes up in your business, something breaks, an, an employee mm -hmm. leaves, somebody sues you, whatever, whatever, right? And so for me, okay, so one of the things that I learned through the last two years, because the last two years have been the busy, 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 and explosive growth. Number yeah. one was do it scare. So, and I am very transparent and I say, yeah. Hey, I'm nervous and it's okay. Right. Yeah. So I kind of like allow the space for the nervousness, the nervousness or the, the fear to come out. Number two has been really digging into this story and being a hundred percent unapologetic about where I come from what has made the biggest difference for me and not being scared of like when you are hundred percent you and yeah. you really dig deep to find all the lessons and all those things right like when i said like for a while i was actually kind of like i didn't want to tell people i was a bartender for 20 years and then yeah. i realized that part of the reason why i can get on a stage at two years of business or maybe four years of business is because i've been performing for 20 years i used to compete internationally yeah. and i was flipping glass bottles so yeah i'm okay with not saying a word in english like very well right because yeah. back in the day i would get on stage flip glass bottles if i it fell it broke yeah right but so that puts in perspective to people sometimes what it takes to get there mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead of being, oh, I'll never be like her. I'll never be able to do what she does. Or she's so good. I will never be like that. And that happens to a lot of women. Yeah. The comparison yeah. game, instead of being like, like aspire to the next yeah. level. Right. How do so, I get there? Yeah. How do I get there? How, hey, how do I do what you do? What did you do? How did you learn? This is why podcasts are so awesome and sharing our stories is so important. Right. Yeah. Like when I get uh, people in my programs, um, like we one of the part that we teach women is how to do presentations, but presentations around what they have to offer. Right. So they're they're presenting themselves as an authority. They can they can pitch themselves to podcasts and be like, hey, these are my speaking topics. And at the beginning, they're like, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, you just have to do it. You mm -hmm. just and so we give them an opportunity to do that presentation first for our program. Right. Yeah. So they can teach. I mean, most of the women, they don't do the same. So, I mean, we have a lot of bookkeepers for some reason, but <laughs> but but everybody has like a different um, approach. Right. To what they do, to what they teach. Yeah. Their ideal clients are different. So we have once a month, everybody is always doing some sort of presentation so they can practice. Right. Because the fact that you're never going to go and do it if you have never done it before. Mm hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. And pitch yourself and really show up as an expert and be like, hey, yeah, yeah, I can talk like this. I can talk about this to your audience. Yeah. And it can take a while because like your voice trembles. Like I, this year I've, I've spoken more than I've ever done in my entire life. And it's new to me, right? It's new to me because I'm not used for people coming to me and say, hey, Monica, we need you on stage. I'm like, not used to it either. Like it just like, happened okay. here. As I am I allowed to swear because I swear a lot. Oh, I, I don't even ask. I just I tell them, hey, is that requisite? I don't know how to speak without the F word, dude. Like I don't know why. Like I literally, my English was born in a bar. So yeah. Like, but again, right? Like it takes time and practice for us to be comfortable in our skin. And I think that one of the biggest mistakes people say is like, oh, someday or at some point in my business, I will X, Y, Z. Or at some point in my business, I would like X, Y, Z. And when I had the opportunity to join um, the group that we are that we are doing the book with, which the book is coming up o October 1st. So by the time the podcast is out, the, the book is called Living a Legacy. Uh, and is is actually L-I-B-I-N-G. Is leaving a legacy instead of like leaving a legacy, right? And I was like, oh my God, this is so serendipitous because that is what I think that I am doing, right? Yeah. Not only I am leaving a legacy behind me for other women to be empowered and go yeah. after their own dreams, am I leaving it? Leaving I'm it. Leaving yeah. It. Yeah. Right. So, so when that happened, I was like, oh my God, I don't know. And then I was like, no. I'm going to do it. Am I ready? No. Do I know what I'm going to talk about? No. People. And then they, they don't come me, to me. <laughs> well, weekend, we did have a retreat with uh, my co-authors and the publisher and they helped us and we did a lot of breath work and it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And all the similarities and the things that happened in my life led me here. Mm -hmm. And it really helped me to put that into perspective for other women when they're like, yeah, but I don't have a story like yours. I'm like, what, that you were not a bartender? It's okay. You have your own stories, right? right. Like, like you don't need to be an immigrant. You don't need to be a bartender. You don't need to have uh, women are like, not everybody. I don't have a story of hardship. I mean, being an immigrant is hard, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't, I have other stories, right? right? And other women have their own stories that relate to other people. And even that was just so humbling to see yeah. how all these things were repeating in my life. Yeah. No, and I think, you know, every story has a lesson, which is the reason why we do, I do this podcast. You know, whichever is your background, whichever is your story, there is always going to be one person at least that you're going to be able to help with your story. And I always tell everybody, and I repeated this many times on this podcast, I don't know who's listening. I don't know who we're helping. But we, I, what I do believe in is, is the reason that I show up, even if I have worked for, you know, 10 days straight, Right. I'm going to tell you guys, today, she just got off a plane. Like, your audience doesn't know that. I told her, hey, do you want to reschedule? Like, she hasn't even hung out with her daughter yet. And she was like, no, I'm good. I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's a matter of showing up. And, 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 and your story is so powerful. And I do believe that every day you're helping someone i be, i believe i wake up every day saying today we change a life yes. regardless if i know it or not i don't care but so, i believe it to my core for and, all the women out there that maybe you have a little bit of imposter syndrome that maybe you're thinking oh, i don't know if anybody's listening like you don't want to show up in social media you yeah. may not be like oh what am i gonna do a video for nobody cares one thing that I started doing when I had a little bit of doubt or or imposter syndrome or whatever is I have a folder in my phone that is um, love. 
And mm -hmm. that love, what it is, is a screenshot of either clients or people that some of these people are not even clients. People that send me something on Instagram, they're like, oh, my God, you're such an inspiration. Um, for example, I do triathlons and I always talk about how triathlon changed my life because I was a bartender for many, many years and I, was, I, I wasn't a fit person. And people that see me now, they can't even like imagine right? Because now it's been 10 years that I've been super fit or like active, right? And I was kind of couch potato. <laughs> I wasn't a super healthy person. And I, I really truly believe that the endurance of a sport like that really helped me endure in my business. And I have gotten the most amazing messages from people say, hey, because of you, I'm actually walking in the morning. Because of you, I'm doing a morning routine. And does that have anything to do with personal branding? No, but we're changing lives through who we are. And that is why it's so important that you show up as how you are. Because for me, it may be inspiring people to start a business or to walk in the morning. But for you, maybe somebody starting a podcast or somebody actually hiring help and putting boundaries right around their yeah. business so i think that we don't realize how many people we're touching just by showing up in our everyday yeah. life every day you never know so, who's listening you never know who's watching so a screenshot everything that your clients send you a screenshot so for whoever like for the women that are here in insurance i know i didn't even know how amazing the insurance world was until i actually met cassidy which is yeah. for the listeners how we met yes. um but like i'm obsessed with insurance i almost i told my husband like you should open my husband is like you should open an insurance agency i'm like no, you you i don't have time but you, my husband is like, you're crazy that's fantastic i love it i love my it husband thinks I'm, crazy. I'm like you should open an insurance agency you will be so good at it he's like you're crazy. i love that you're promoting that well, I honestly thought that insurance wasn't sexy at all. And now, like in my personal life, like I am obsessed. We always be in cover and investing and we do a lot of like uh, ventures and stuff like that. Right. So obviously you need to be covered. Right. Yeah. Like so. So insurance has become this thing where I call Cassie. I'm like, do I need more insurance? Do I need this? She's like, oh, girl, you need to stop. <laughs> I'm the insurance agent. Take a break. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'll I let you it. know. I'll let you know. But also because I've been working with, with agencies, right, to help them like, yeah. like brand and stuff like that, I started realizing the number one problem that most of these agencies have is people are like, I just want the minimum. I feel like I'm getting screwed. Like what, I, I'm jumping from, uh, from company to company trying to get the cheapest uh, coverage. And a lot of the things that we work with the people that I work at on insurance is to really articulate right mm -hmm. their value number yeah. one as a person and number two of insurance yeah in removing removing pricing as an objection yeah yeah removing pricing because people have no idea what they're actually giving up in insurance right when they're when they're actually using pricing as their only um uh decision making process right 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 i love that you're like so embedded into our world <laughs> I know. I, you know what? It's funny though. Like you are like my second podcast in it. No, third because I've been to Cassidy's too, and so yes. and then you different. you did Teresa's right? I did Teresa's, which yeah. came out today. How oh my it? god! I haven't yeah. listened to it. I and saw like I saw the announcement of it, but I've been I've been traveling and stuff. And so you I have to go anything. listen because it's completely different than this one. Okay. Completely well, different. I've been in, so Teresa and I are really good friends and I've been on her podcast like four times. I don't oh, know I love it. Anymore. I love it. I love and, it. And, um, you know, we did, uh, we've done everything from talking insurance to like this, um, uh, dissecting like Bernice Brown's books and everything. So it's, uh, you have to listen to that one. It's called the gifts of imperfect imperfection. Ooh, and we did, yeah. we did two takes on that, that are like, super powerful and 
it was awesome. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed um, with Brenda Brown. So I need yeah, to go. And, she, and, and, and Therese is such an amazing person. And then, you know, Cassidy's too. So it is, it is so amazing how uh, all of us kind of like come together in a way that it was unexpected, right? Like super unexpected because one person can just have so much influence on everything that you do and everything around mm -hmm. you. And look at you now, like you're doing, Teresa's like in Texas. I and know. We're and in Vegas and I'm in Massachusetts. Like I we're know. all connected. Like it's I, amazing. This is the thing though. I think that I, and I obviously I didn't know this, is like I found something that I'm actually passionate about, which is insurance and being protected. And, and this kind of goes kind of cut with obviously I'm an I'm an only child and my parents still live in Argentina. So kind of like, you know, what kind of insurance you need, life insurance, all these things that for a lot of people are not sexy because they have not taken the time to really consider what they actually have. Mm -hmm right or what yeah. they're going to leave behind or how like all these things and and this is like zero bragging here but like through all my years of bartending we were so fortunate because my husband was a world champion flair bartending too and he still bartends by the way oh, and for the longest time i had a kind of like a block around that to say that but my husband loves it guys he makes mm -hmm. so much money And, and why is he going to, he always tells me like, I don't have the desire of being an entrepreneur. You do like, yeah. that's your thing. And I had to actually to come to terms with that. Right. But we were so smart on our twenties because we come from, I don't want to say being poor because we were, um, say middle-class in Argentina, but not rich like we didn't right so we came yeah. to the u.s and everything was so different so when we started making money we started investing right away mm -hmm. we started buying property we said because also in my view i i knew i wasn't going to bartend forever yeah. i just didn't know what i was going to do and yeah. i always thought that i was going to go back to argentina which now i think it's crazy but like i always thought i'm gonna have property here i'm gonna rent it out i'm gonna go live in argentina and do nothing and <laughs> i could never do that like that's just not my personality at no, all no i i cannot picture doing that at all <laughs> I, never, like, i mean i can do it for two weeks yeah i mean even, vacationing yes but even when i go on vacation after like 10 days. days, 10 days is my top. And then I come back. Yeah. So we take, we close on the holidays from the, usually from the 20th to the 4th. And I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to get back. Like, I want to like talk to my clients. I want to see what's going on. Like I need, okay, I need to get back. But yeah. my whole point to that, it was like, when I realized what I had built, right. And I was like, we did this literally $1 at a time, like literally bartending $1 at a time. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to protect these with my teeth. <laughs> yeah. You have to. You, you have, have to. to. If and, you don't, who else will? And well, I and think that's you know, in, how go I got so passionate about insurance. And that's why yeah. I love showing up for other insurance agents when they're building their business, because I think that mm -hmm. even insurance agents sometimes don't realize how important and what a difference they're making for others. Yeah. I think for us um, in, you know, I never thought I would be in insurance, but not because, you know, everybody that you talk about never planned to be in insurance. And it's like 99% of the answers are like, mm, you know, it, it was by chance. But for us culturally, like, you know, in Puerto Rico, insurance didn't exist when I was growing up. And, and I think for like overall Hispanics, we don't grow into the culture of believing in insurance. No. So it is so hard to get our community to actually believe in insurance, even when they have to purchase it because it yeah. is required, you know. Oh yeah, they want the cheapest thing. And yeah. not, not everybody doesn't have anything. Some of these people have some wealth, have built yeah. wealth and they, they still like, like, girl, my dad is still, my dad is in his 70, like they don't even have home insurance in Argentina. That doesn't even like, it's not a thing. If your yeah. house burns down, you're like, go happy, go lucky. Yeah. I'm like, what? We'll have to rebuild. 
That, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. All the cousins, all the uncles, everybody's coming to rebuild the house. That's Isn't just how it, it works. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I, I, it for me because obviously I live most of my life, adult life now in the U.S. Yeah. Sometimes it's so hard to wrap my head around the way they think because I mean I was like born and raised there, but I left at 21. Yeah, it's the same with me right now. Every time I go, I, I'm so used to live here. And, you know, half my life I spent in Puerto Rico, half my life now I've spent it here. Uh, I, I also came here when I was 21. And when I go back or I try to talk to my parents and my mom gets upset with me every single day because I work too much. You know, and I was like, <laughs> because I don't cook for my husband oh, or yeah, because I, I didn't went to the school meeting for my daughter or you know things like that that are like religiously something that as a woman you have to do because you're the mom yeah and i was like no mom like it doesn't work like that anymore <laughs> like you my know mom. so it is really interesting but anyways my mom is <laughs> just here i've been married to my husband 15 years okay yeah she already knows i don't cook she already knows I don't clean. I I don't, I mean, if I have to do it, I'll do it. But like, <laughs> mom, like you need to wrap your head around it. Like, come on. Like, yeah, my husband loves cooking. He literally leaves uh, food prepped for us, like for weekends, right? Like Thursday, Friday, Saturday that he works. He works three days a week only. And like, he leaves food prep for us or we eat out. <laughs> I know it's, it's interesting, but you know, back to, back to your, you know, your business and, and, and all of that, tell me how empowering it is to actually be helping other women that are in the same, in, in the same shoes that you were a couple, you know, four years ago, five years ago, and how important it is for them to actually invest in themselves and in, invest in their brand. So number one is if you're, if you're coming from like us, right? Like from either a job or a family that were never in business is very easy to see investing in yourself and your business as, a, as an expense. Right. And one thing, my dad, my dad is an entrepreneur, like now he's retired, but like he had a furniture store forever and he had, um, like they actually, at some point, they were building their own um, furniture. So I understood that you had to invest in like mentors or that you had to invest money to make money, right? Yeah. So I, I think that that was something that I understood really early on. But what I see with most women is they see it as an expense, right? You get on a program or you get a mentor or you buy a course and it's like, oh, no, I have to make money first. Before. Or I have to know everything first. And I always tell people, like, how are you going to know everything first if you're either not taking the time or you're not investing or you're not having somebody to show you? Because unless you went to, I don't know, to business school, which, by the way, I have some clients that went to business school and they don't teach you anything. Like, they, te they teach you some principles. Not the important things. <laughs> well, because because I think that they're not teaching you the soft the skills. In particular, in my case, I teach a soft skill. Yeah. I that's why. So so my program is actually I have the program, and then I also work with people one on one, right? And I and I have also the photography part. But when usually my one on one clients are more advanced, right? They already have seen success, and they're either rebranding or they're like, they want other eyes on their brand to put all the pieces together. But most of the clients that come to me that they're beginners, they come into the academy. And the, the academy is one year. And I'm going to tell you why. Because that transformation is mostly a soft skill. You mm -hmm. can tell people, well, you can teach them lead generation. You can teach them uh, SOPs, right? Systems, uh, standard operating systems. But the soft skill of networking, bringing value, speaking, showing up online, and actually finding your own voice, you cannot learn that in an afternoon, in a week, in three months, no. even in five months. 
It takes practice. Yeah. It's a transformation. Mm-hmm. And you have to do it over and over and over. And most of the time, women want to quit. How many times have you wanted to quit? Right. Oh, yeah. Like, like and, and I hear every people, month I have a thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I did for a while when when I first went into network marketing. And but I think that once I found the passion, I think that like I always have this thought, oh my God, if I have to go bartend one more nine, I'll fucking like now. <laughs> Guys, I go to bed at like nine o'clock. Like yeah. and I, I used to be when I used to like be like, yeah, I'm the worst. Like I'm, my husband's still oh work tonight. So when I get up, usually he has a sleepy tea and I have my Argentinian mate and he goes to bed and I'm getting up. Yeah. On the, during the weekends, like because I love working out, so I feel like it's almost my rebellious thing, right? Because I was like always like sleeping late, um, yeah. but but I think that that transformation, right? That's where you see the empowerment when you see women. I have a one particular client right now. She is a bookkeeper, and she came into the program. She wouldn't even turn on her camera on Zoom for the program. Like literally she has her own weekly Instagram show now. She has clients enough to actually, she's she's a single mom of two kids with one special needs kid. She used to live with her dad uh, in a very rural area. She lives by herself. She has her own Instagram show, right? That she does weekly. Um, She has clients enough to like support herself. Like that, when you are like looking and, and, I want to be clear here. Not every single person will see that kind of results in a year, but I always say that that's what it took me. So yeah. if you come in and you do the work, my explosion took a year. Yeah. And all I did was put it in writing and literally be like, hey, this is how we're going to show up. This is what you're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And I'm going to be here for you 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Right. So is the strategy, that that identity, that marketing, the mindset and accountability, which is I call it the SEMA framework. Yeah. But yeah, the accountability is huge. Accountability is huge because most women will get into their own head thinking they're doing something wrong, but they don't see um, results Results. Mm -hmm. because they think that this is a job that you go, you do it and you see a result right away. I just had this conversation with somebody this week actually which is girl you've been doing this for a month and a half like it's like this is not working i'm like with yourself (laughs) like with yourself with your audience like Mm -hmm. people haven't seen you enough yeah right and i think that that's where when you have people that went before you and you can actually give examples and be like hey so and so like people think that people are overnight successes there is no overnight success. When, like, when I think of my own story, it doesn't exist, but, right? Like, when I think of my own story, yeah, I quit my job in 2018, but before that, I opened a studio, I closed it, right? I went, um, I had my bartending school, I closed, I, I didn't close it, like, I left, and the the school was there until I got married. So I've been with my husband 15 years, but we got married in 2012. And in 2012, the school was still open. I left Argentina in year 2000. So 12 years later, the school was still open. Um, but the my partner that kept it ended up passing away at the end of 2012. Yeah, which for me, he was one of my biggest mentors. Like he's such wow. an inspiration for me to keep going. And then the school closed and all this stuff. But like... My story doesn't start in 2018. Right. My story starts when I was 19. I had a bartending school. And I remember my dad was like, you're crazy. Like, I'm not going to give you any money for that. Right. And I, I was working. I was going to university at the time for hotel management. And yeah. I was working at the university, everything to fund the school. So wow. I found a way to actually make myself partner in that project. 19 and then when i hear people oh i can't afford coaching or i can't afford a course or like i'm like 
you're not an employee. You're a you're a business owner. Mm -hmm. It is a it it is a switch that needs to change, right? Because we're so used to be working bees, right? Yeah. That and I I learned this a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago now, maybe. But I was always on like. I can't spend that money. What if I need it? But then it's like, what if I don't spend it now? It's now it's the time, you know, well, I can't afford it now. And, and, and if I do it now, then I can have the results later. Um, and, and it's, it's a switch that needs to, needs to be flipped in your, yeah. in your mind. Um, and you have to give yourself that permission Yeah. that you, like, I think that for me, what it took was trusting in my gut that I was making mm -hmm. that, decision for my business and, be, and and really sit down and be, okay, what am I spending this money? Why? Right? Like, yeah. what is it going to bring back? And I'm sure that like you hear this on the virtual assistant business all the time. Yeah. Because people are so scared to bring people on. I actually, all mm -hmm. the time I tell my people like, you need help. You're never like the goal of my program is not only to actually help women to learn, to, um, like promote themselves, represent themselves the right way, all of that. But then also that they are in a place after they leave me, right? Until they're done working with me to scale. Right. And I always tell them like, if you are not willing to invest in somebody to help you, you're always going to be bottleneck. Yeah. And this, this could even be not, two hours. You're not spending the time on the things that actually makes you money. Now you became an admin of yourself. It, or, yeah. or you created a job for yourself. And I know that right. because I did that. And I, you're yeah. going to laugh about this. Like when I first hired my first BA, I have a, um, a full-time assistant now. But when I hired my first, I think I told you this story. Yeah, you did. But <laughs> you can tell it. You can tell it here. <laughs> I reach out to this girl. and She came super recommended. I was like, hey, like I think I can only do like one hour a day. And it was $15 a day at the time. I know I started with 30 minutes a day and it was for oh, yeah. Instagram engagement. So it was $7. She was $15 at the time. This was a few years ago. And after the first week, I was like, oh, I, I, I think I can afford a little bit more than that. <laughs> I know you never know how much you actually need it until you start doing it. Oh my God. Once I actually, re I remember this was when we were promoting heavily that membership for photography mm -hmm. and she would go in there and she would look for women in business in Las Vegas that she thought, and she's super young. She's still young. She was 21 at the time. I think she's 25 now. Um, this is, this is not my full-time assistant now, but I, I still use her for on um, one of projects. And I remember she would go and send DMs to people. Hey, we're opening this membership. And she had a KPI that she was following. She was doing 15 messages a day and that would take her half, half an hour. And that was it. And I remember like in the first week, I think we signed up three clients. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, yeah, we, I think I can afford it. <laughs> But I would have been two hours. <laughs> and I was like, how? But, but again, right? Like, so I actually tell that to people now. I'm like, why don't you start with somebody one hour? Start with mm -hmm. somebody one hour, do it for a month, do it for two weeks, and yeah. then you can go from there, right? But that is only one example. This is exactly. the same that with the insurance, it's the same with everything. And I think that as women, uh, and this is actually really deep, we usually are not taught as young girls to trust or gut. Mm -hmm. to trust ourselves, right? Unless yeah. you were like really good at, at sports and you had some sort of like training like that, which I was not at all. When I, just the thought of thinking that I can actually run now, I'm like, oh, you know that reel that is going around that is like, oh, I wish I could do a full Ironman. Wait, do we run? Do we run? Like, <laughs> I couldn't even run when I was like, I was like the worst girl, like, I wanted to play on the volleyball team and I was kicked out. Like I was so uncoordinated. And then I ended up making a living flipping bottles, right? Yeah. So we are not taught to trust our God. And that comes back to money also. Yeah. Yeah. No, we are definitely afraid of money. We are, um, we have a big, um, 
I think we're becoming better, but we have a big taboo and not a good relationship with money either. And that brings a lot of the doubt, a lot of the hesitation, a lot of the um, questioning, right? Because we are um, not risk takers, most most mm -hmm. of us, right? Well, so it, it affects our ability. Oh my God. If you come from a Latino family, oh, yeah. mija, no, mija, no, you have to save your money. For a, yeah. for a rainy day, like you're crazy, like what? Yeah, like, and don't do it in the bank. Put it under the pillow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Totally, totally. The bank will steal your money. I remember those conversations from my grandparents. Yeah. No, don't trust the banks. They will steal your money, and they're not open on Sundays. And if you need anything, like it's I I remember my grandparents talking about that. Did and you my think about it. It's a shame, though, because yeah. our countries are so um, unstable, right? Yeah. Like like Argentina right now. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my grandfather always had loads of cash. He, he, he was a, an entrepreneur. And my family uh, in Puerto Rico owns a, uh, you know, body shop and in in they fix cars and they always had racing cars and stuff like that and it's being passed on to my uncles and whatnot but he never trusted banks like that he will he will yeah. just come with the little box you know like the the metal box yeah in and out of the house and then to the crazy, business right? That, was, right? that was it that was it <laughs> so crazy so crazy yeah. where in puerto rico are you from the south it's called Juana Diaz. Oh, I haven't been there. Yeah. So we just went to Puerto Rico for the first time this year and we fell in love and now it's underwater. So I hope your family is okay. Yeah, everybody's good. Uh, no water, no electricity yet, but it's yeah. coming. Yeah. It wasn't I as mean, bad as a couple of years ago. So yeah. So far, so good. Guess. So, Addy, what, what is one message that you want to give our audience today, a takeaway for them to step into the next level? Even if it's hard and you feel like people won't care, the only thing that matters is that you are you and you are and you and be you. Like can, any way that we can say it is that go after that authenticity because as we grow right we kind of like we hide like mm -hmm. it could be society it could be jobs it could be whatever it is be you because the more you you are you're going to attract more people that you love working with that actually resonate with your message you're going to be more aligned with these clients or relationships that are brought into your life because you don't people are being attracted and they already agree with you before you are even doing anything and i know this sounds kind of like an oxymoron but that is the biggest work that i feel as women in this modern way of doing business and social media and putting ourselves out there we have to do is to show up and really step up to being ourselves and break that status quo of like, you have to yeah. be a certain way. You have to be you. You yeah. have to be you. And the biggest work is for you to be you. And yeah. then everything else will fall into place. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Adi, for being here today, sharing your amazing story. Then we have to do like another one in regards of the triathlon triathlons because okay. I'm, really, I'm really interested to learn about that part of the story you know okay. but I, I i still need to hear more about that um, okay. okay i was the athletic, one. yeah i was the athletic type now i am the 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 couch potato but you know I we'll was, talk you know, about and, that later and you know what like i put that first that happens first every morning yeah it took it took a lot of work to really and discipline to put myself first yeah. before the business, before the kids, before anything. But I, what I realize is that I cannot show up with all the energy and who I'm, I really am when I'm not putting to myself first. 
Yeah, I love it. I love it. Unapologetically. Unapologetically. Yeah. Unapologetically. You see, we can't say it. It we is. Can't even say it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But just show up. That's what just we show want. up. And the work, the everyday work is every day showing up a little bit more than you. Like do yeah. that uncovering to be you. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much, Addy. I really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing your story. And don't 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 miss it. This is going to be amazing. And if you, since this episode is coming out after the book is out, make sure that you go and grab the book. Uh, visit Addy's website. Follow her on Instagram because you can learn so, so much from her. So thank you so much and have a great night. Thank you. Life is meant to be fun You're not hurting anyone Nobody loses Let the music make you free Be what you wanna be Make no excuses I appreciate you listening today Remember that it is your reaction to adversity, no adversity itself, that determines how your life story will develop. Now it is the time to do something meaningful and impactful with your story. Help empower others or empower yourself to break that glass ceiling that holds you back. Don't forget to visit our website to learn more about our guests from today and connect with us on LinkedIn and Instagram. My name is Monica Duani, and I cannot wait to see you transcend. Oh.